0: So hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new again Car Care Podcast. This is episode four and uh, this week's topic we will be covering cabriolet and convertible car roofs. Um, But before we start we have our regular in-house expert Gary Ray. Now Gary's been involved in the uh, industry for almost 30 years or probably over 30 years looking at him from where I'm sitting. And he's fully versed in all areas of car care. And uh, he's going to share his wealth of knowledge when it comes to cabaret uh, roofs and convertible roofs and how to clean and repair them. So, hello Gary, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast, as per usual. How's things, my friend? Uh, yeah,
1: very good, thank you. Um, yeah, all good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Busy? Uh, we're ticking over. I mean, you know, um, we're reasonably busy. Um you know this time of year we probably would have been a bit busier but you know not unhappy we're certainly in a, a lot better position than a lot of other businesses uh, we're allowed to be open in this situation and uh you know uh, but not everybody's traveling and not everybody's having uh you know th- there's a lot of things on hold you know there's yeah. a lot of we're dealing and doing things they have to do and we do a lot of business uh water leak finding and fixing cars that have water getting in them Um, the cabriolet hood subject does fall into that area to some degree because we do get a lot of calls from people saying there's water getting in the cars and they think it's the roof and often it is but it's not always the case yeah so uh you know obviously if you're getting water in your car then it becomes more important but, but Which we, we know, did cover
0: in our water leaks episode. We've I done that. We've yeah, done, yeah. So, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you are, do have water in your car, you might want to go and listen to that podcast in particular.
1: Where uh, yeah. Carry, so, uh, so, if you, so that's a valid point. Yeah. If you've got a roof and you're thinking it's leaking, um, that I can add something to this really because sometimes people put their hands on the roof and think the water's coming through the roof, and very rarely it actually is. Um, What's really going on is the the car's condensating, and you've got the water on the windows, and also it's going on the roof. Uh, some cars got lining, of course, so you're feeling the lining inside, so you won't feel the actual roof. Um, but sometimes you can feel a bit of water in there and you feel it on the lining and you can actually get your hand in between it if you open the door and look at the side. You can pull it back a bit and put your hand in there, but most of the time the water's in there because the carpet's wet. So just in case anyone's here because they're thinking the water's going through the roof, uh, we'll cover it in a little bit later in the podcast about uh, how water gets into cars um, and uh, what to do and how to manage your roof. But uh, you know, if you're in, if you're in doubt and you're not quite sure whether your roof's uh, wet on the inside, like your screen, um, then I'd fill your carpets because <laughs> that's probably the place the water's coming from. It's your know, your car becomes a bit like a greenhouse, like a little ecosystem. It certainly does. And now uh, you get all water everywhere. So yeah. yeah.
0: So well, let's go. Well, well, before we uh, crack on, let's we'll cover the uh, the questions or areas and topics that we're gonna. Yeah, uh, doing this podcast. So the first uh, first area which is, is really is how to look after your roof and how to clean it. Uh, then we're gonna move on to why you should clean and look after it and is it waterproof? Uh, and then we'll move on to what to do if your roof is very dirty. Uh, how to find a company if you don't have the tools or the facilities to do that. Um, and also cleaning the rubbers and uh, the, the, the drains. And also we'll be covering, uh, recoloring your roof and what uh, about doing my roof if it's a different colour? How would you how would you do and address that issue? Uh, and why people replace roofs and how that actually happens? And then we'll do some dos and don'ts after. Maybe talking about jet washing and also the chemicals that are involved. Oh, so okay, okay yeah. so yeah. so uh, that's what we've got lined up for you, Gary. So I suppose we will track back to uh, the first uh, um, area, which is how you know how do you look after your roof and clean it and. I suppose, really, that's a good place to start. So, would you like to just uh, divulge your <laughs> level of expertise to the listeners
1: and uh, and uh, disclose that information to them? Okay, so, um, most cars, when they're brand new, um, you know, the roof has been made in the factory and uh, it all looks fluffy and new. It's not until two or three years down the line that you realise the roof is actually collecting dust and dirt. Um, I think most people don't think about it which you wouldn't but you know you're driving along with a fabric on the roof of the car and of course little bits of dust and dirt gets into that fabric and slowly over time it's collecting that if you're parking it under trees or you know we all know if you park your car next to uh, a road Uh, in the summer you'll get it smothered in dust and you think, oh it's all dusty but of course you rinse it off the roof and it's not rinsing it off the roof the same way as it's coming off the bonnet the roof is you know, uh, semi-porous certainly on the surface so over time it starts to build up dirt and then what tends to happen is that uh, you start to look at what was a black roof or a blue roof and then it starts to look bleached or black goes to what looks like grey um, and mainly the reason for that is that it's got dirt in it it's not actually fading you, you know like you, I don't know we've all got um, black jeans that have gone grey and we've all got um, you know polo tops that have were black and then they've gone grey and a, a lot of people think that it's gone grey because it's like the polo shirt um, and it's gone grey because it's faded and it's older. But most of the time, the fading or what you think is fading is just really the fact that the roof's collecting dirt. And actually, the roof is still black or still is, you know, all the other colours. We're talking about the green occasion you get and the blues and that they're not bleach really they're just effectively a dirty fabric you know like a, i suppose if you wore your polo shirt on a dusty dirty day and then it looks dirty you wash it and then it becomes clean but what's happening on the polo shirt is the colors coming out of it slowly so most of you listening now we're thinking that their roofs looking a bit tired and looking like um like it needs recolouring. and uh, the reality is it it's unlikely that it does it's more likely that it's just very dirty a lot dirtier than you actually think it is so how do you maintain it and keep it clean and look after it well you know um, first off it will need a very good clean Um, let's just go back to those guys who've just got a car it's a year old and you want to look after that from the beginning um, and it's it's not that bad, but the, you know I can tell you that most people you'll be listening to yourself will be one of the people that it, the roof is that bad. It is looking a bit green and dirty, and it's probably springtime now when you finally realised, or you're looking at a wet roof and a wet interior and wondering whether or not the roof's letting in water. Um, for those of you, um, the one in ten of you that's listening, that's actually got a really nice roof and you want to polish the car and keep the car in good order, and you want to do something with the roof, uh, then I would suggest uh, one or two companies out there that make great kits for DIY. Uh, We know a great British company, Autoglim, um, they do a kit. Uh, We've used it in the past. Um, It comes with a cleaner and a sponge, and uh, it comes with a reproof, which is a spray-on-water-based product. Um, and it's really good. Uh, Renovo, another great British company that only really specialise in the roofs. They've got a couple of other sort of bits that they do, but the, you know they've mainly centred their business around the roofs, and they make some fantastic products. Again, designed around looking after your roof. They do a cleaner and they do a reproofing product. Um, so uh, that again is water based, so it's it's customer friendly. Um, to use one of those kits fairly easy. Um, you would get your hose pipe out, wet the roof down, wash the car generally so that you're not leaning over grit and dirt on the paintwork. Uh, make sure you haven't got any zips and buckles because obviously you're going to be leaning over to the bit that you can hardly reach for those of you who are five foot six and below then you might need something to stand on but anyone who's anywhere between five foot six and six foot you'll probably need something you know make sure that you haven't got zips and bits if you reach in the middle and you you get the kit out and follow the instructions the you know basically uh the the sponges that they supply are very good they've got a little bit of a great a brush abrasion to them yeah and um you know you can start, start with a soap and sponge and clean even though the roof might look clean you'll still see that some dirt will come out of it um and then you dry it um you can get a towel uh, microfiber towel one of these big ones or even a bath towel once you've rinsed it give it a good rinse which the brings me into the next question is that, is it waterproof um, okay, so 99% of them are made in the factory with neoprene. So basically, it has a lump of rubber underneath that fabric. You think it's, um, you know, you think it's fabric like a tent. You know the tents. You remember, you know, you, you, they did a spray waterproof, and you think it's like a. Um, a woven fabric with a waterproof on it. But the reality is 99% of them these days are like more like a wetsuit, which yeah. is you've got the neoprene and then it's compressed with fabric on the outside, mohair, whatever you want to call it. But, um, so the reality is yes, normally they are, uh, there's one or two exceptions out there. Uh, I think the Audi TTs, the early ones, they do let a little bit of water through the fabric because it's more like the old design tent one. So uh, a reproofing product, like the Renova one, is very good. You can give it a good clean and put that on. An AutoGlim one is very similar. And it creates like um, a water barrier, if you like. A bit yeah, like, um, shield one, Like Gore-Tex, you know. So that will create a bit of a waterproof barrier. So if you clean it properly and then dry it, one or two of them tell you it doesn't matter if it's too dry. But I don't agree with that. I think you need to make sure it's completely dry and sometimes they come in with a trigger spray uh it's a good idea to get yourself a giant paintbrush, you know like a five inch four inch brush tape up the metal bit so those of you guys are trade that are listening you have the metal bits around the brush where it holds the brushes together if you get some black tape or it looks better with black but you know tape that up so that there's no way that if it if you had it on its side it could mark anything or it would slid down the roof by mistake it's not going to mark the paintwork or anything just the the brushes are just going to you know not going to do anything but that metal bit might so Tape all that up. And what we do is use a trigger spray in one hand and the brush in the other so you can squirt it on and brush it in. But, you know, that's after it's been cleaned properly, so we'll get to that. We've got on our subject, the next subject there is about cleaning it and cleaning it when it's really yeah. dirty, yeah? Um, okay, so uh, 90% of you guys are going to be looking... And, and uh, when I say guys, I'm talking about girls as well. There are guys pre- and girls plenty of girls out there that like cars. We see a lot of them at our place now, and it's quite you know, it's good, it, you know, it's girls and guys, but i call guys, you know, anyway. So, 90% of you, yourself a whole you, of, gas. of you people, <laughs> <laughs> you cabriolet hood cleaners, yes, yeah, that's put you in that category, you're, you're dirty roof people. Um, yeah, so I've got a really dirty roof, so they're you know they're looking at a roof that's you know looking at around the back window area where the water runs off the glass all around that bit is all greeny. sometimes there'll even be people there where it's really bad, you know you've right, got I've left it under a tree for willow tree or something, yeah, yeah so uh, they' roofs that you know you're gonna have to put a lot of work into to get them clean quite surprising how much actually so any of you professionals out there will probably know but i can tell you from experience that you give it a real good clean and you really really give it a good scrubbing and your elbows are killing you and you've really really worked on it and you're probably if, uh, on a dirty roof you know where you're probably not even 25 percent in you remove the 80 20 rule applies for this in other words 80 percent of the dirt will come off with 20 percent of the effort it's the remaining 20% of the dirt that's still It takes 80% in there. of the effort. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you know, so you think I'm <clears> making progress? Look at <throat> all the dirt that's coming off, and you know, you think I'll be done by lunchtime. You know, this is all. Well, uh, don't worry, dear. I'll be in for lunch. You know, yeah. just let me give this yeah. roof a clean up. Five I'll, more minutes. I'll show. I'll show these. I'll show these yeah. professionals how to save a few quid. Oh, yeah. I'll do it myself. You know, right. Charlie up the road paid a lot of money, and I'll do it. We can have worry. a weekend in Walton. Yeah, well <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll have a Well, I can tell you now that you might be thinking you're making progress. but once you've once you've rinsed it off and you need to dry it to see that it's clean and the reality is when you're looking at it and it's dry, you'll see that you've got a lot more to go. Even we do it, we clean them, and then we then let them dry before we make that decision that they're clean. We, you often have to go back and clean them, and you may even have to do that two or three times, depending on how old the car is and how it hasn't been cleaned. And if you're looking and at how it, dirty it is, obviously. Well, yeah. You know, but, I imagine over yeah, a period
0: yeah, of time it builds up layers and so... Yeah, yeah
1: but, but also, if it's never been cleaned properly and deep cleaned properly, It could even look semi-clean, and it's like I don't know a car maybe eight years old, and you think, oh, mine's not that bad. Well, actually, you yours isn't that bad because somebody's cleaned it 80%, and somebody else before that cleaned it 80%. But that 20% that's still in there is pretty. It's been in there a lot of years. It's pretty ground in. You know, a good measure if you want to know if it's really, really clean is if it suddenly looks like it's the right colour, like the colour it was when it was uh, when it was new. That's when you actually know really. And when you can't see any dirt from any angle, if you get the sunlight on it, you'll see that you've, you've cleaned it all. You think, oh, that's not bad. If you stand around this side, it still looks a bit dirty. That's because the sun is shining through the grain of it, and you can see the dirt. You go around the other side, you're looking at it. It looks lovely. That's because you're looking at the colour, and the shadows are in the in the in the holes. You see what I mean? Yeah. So you know, you, you so kidding yourself. It's clean when it's not is not a good idea because that's when people go on with the colour and that's where it all starts to go wrong wrong. yeah so so it was a good measure of knowing when it's cleaned it was
0: a good measure to know if you are doing it yourself actually when you say do you know what that's clean that's clean yeah
1: um right okay so i'll let you into a couple of little secrets okay so you clean it all you really give it a good going over and then rinse it all and then you do it again um and then you do it again. So uh, three or four, maybe five times is probably a good idea. But when the, the last time you're cleaning it, you've got your suds on there and they are white and clean. You need to get in the gutter areas, right? So that most roofs have got gutters, believe it or not, they're down so that water doesn't run straight in the door. So you need to get in those stitched areas and sometimes a nail brush or even a, a toothbrush can get in those gaps. So you need to get, when, and also when you, the front part, you can lift up a bit. Um, You know unclip it and then the automatic ones you just lift it up an inch and you need to get right along that leading edge and Whilst you're doing it you might as well do the rubbers So you might as well get your brush in there and clean them and get a microfiber cloth and clean them right along that rubber without dripping it all over your dashboard. But you can do it as long as you're brushing it with soap. And you haven't got a big bucket of soapy water and hose pipe at that point. What you're doing is you've got the brush with the soap. I'm talking about um, cabaret cleaners, but you know, there are some interior cleaning products that are designed to clean fabric. You can use those yep. uh, mm-hmm. as long as they're professional products and you'll see out on the market, there's plenty out there. But you use it with your brush, and if you really, you know, if you've got a complete white interior and you're worried, then you can put a towel over the dashboard and a towel over your seats. But if you, you know, if you, if it's not that dirty and you're going across that leading edge, you can brush it with a little nail brush and clean that right along there and then wipe it. And look at what you're doing. Wipe it with your microfiber. Have another look. See if you've got in all the grain and the grooves, shall we say, of of the uh, of all the. Um, rubbers that butt against each other so that, bear in mind that you're next week you're going to be driving at 70 miles an hour in the pouring rain and that rain's going to hit that screen and it's hitting that little butting point and that's the bit that clamps up and that's where any dirt and grit and everything you might have washed into that or that's built up in there is, is going is to stop the, making a proper seal and you know loads of people that have had cars that convertibles over the years will tell you that they've also got water having dripped on their knees or on their heads or anywhere it shouldn't go so that you know that's a nudge that's a, a piece where they the, the two plate two rubbers nudge together and that also is worth cleaning so okay so you've cleaned it so you asked me that question how do you know it's clean so now the Number five, you've scrubbed it, you've cleaned it, you've cleaned the bits in all the gaps, you've got your nail brush, you've done all around there, and you've cleaned the big areas. Now, the area to focus on is the bit you can't bloody reach, because that's the bit that probably has never really been done properly. Everybody seems to clean the bit that's two feet from you, or a foot of foot in and then it's the other foot that's the bit that they don't get to very well like Those, the centre of the circle <laughs> yeah the five foot six people are, yeah. probably in all honesty probably anyone who's six foot six does that bit really well and then the bit down below they're the bit that's the bit they don't do but you don't get many six foot six people with cabarets most of the time you know they're probably the average height and so it's the, where they reach and where your elbow when it's it's maximum torque if you like, and the power is when it's just about a foot away from you, not when it's two feet in the middle of that screen, at the middle of that roof. So you need to focus on that and also the dirty bits below the glass. Okay, so then you rinse it, you give it a good rinse. You can use a jet washer. Um, what I recommend is hold the handle in your hand and then hold your other hand on the nozzle. Not, not, don't allow it to jet onto your hand, but you can hold it around the cowling. So that you've got full control. So if somebody turns the power off, then your jet wash is not suddenly going to jerk forward because you've got one hand in one end of the lance and the other hand on the actual on the lance. So you've got control. And also you need to be staying roughly about uh, anywhere between six and ten inches away. And no closer than that, really. I mean, you might see a bit of birds muck or something and something you can't get off and be tempted to go a bit close. What you've got to do is carry on with the procedure, do the whole roof, rinse it all off, get the dirt out of it, see it all run out of it. And that bit that you thought you were going to go close, you need to get back to that with a bit of squir- squirty stuff and an nail brush and give that bit a clean. Because what people tend to do, they tend to get further and uh, further, you know, they get The gun goes close and then further away. I see it all the time. People are jet washing and then as they're standing there, as they swing from the left to the right, they're like a, a pendulum. So as they go to the middle bit, the gun's at the closest and then they go to the next, as they're swivelling, then the, they've got two feet. And then the nine inches, and then two feet again. A bit like the same people that drive through Stock. I live in Stock, and they go like forty miles an hour all the way through the bit where you can do fifty, and then they go forty miles an hour all the way through the thirty where you should be doing thirty. And Ricky now's gone down to twenty, which makes more sense because you've got people, you know, all around the place, and same as the village, and the same thing. Is this is a
0: great thing you bring well, this It's a little moan. I just sort of add that yeah. in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so all of those you're just doing faulty yeah. everywhere anyway, you're the, you're the same back. people that are jet washing <laughs> and then staying the same distance from the thing as you swing your yeah. gun what you've actually got to do is adjust your body accordingly is what i'm saying so yeah if you move with the with the wand but up and down the car you're not getting closer and further away you're not going to put zigzags in it the zigzags by the way can sometimes be zigz- zigzags in the dirt and I see this: people come back from you know where they got it jet washed from our friends that run the jet washing places, you know, and they clean it, and they and they, they give the roof a good jet washing the same way as they drive through the village. They get the things closer and further, closer and further, and then they create marks. Now, those marks can be just uh, uh, marks in the dirt, but we also see them where they've dug into the fabric and you know if you want to know how powerful water is when it's jetting if you put your hand a little bit closer to the jet you'll feel as you get it closer it gets very sharp and if you get too close it will cut your hand so depending on the jet washer but of course you know even a small one and i don't recommend you try this but you will know what i mean if you get a rubber mat on the floor and you want to jet wash that if you get it very close you can try it on the turn the mat over and do a little bit in the corner you'll see that you'll mark the mat and that's because the jet of the water is cutting into the into the rubber and the same thing's happening on your neoprene roof so you can use your jet washer but don't go too close uh, and it's quite a good machine to work with but, but it doesn't do the work. It does the rinsing. So think of it that way. What you really got to do is your work is your scrubbing and your cleaning. By the way, for those of you professional guys that are thinking of investing in it, we use electric brushes. So um, you know they they still do a, need a lot of work. You still have to get the cable over your shoulder, plug it in with a trip out thing, and make sure you're all safe. Um, but and uh, but you then electrically the brush. Vibrates and turns at the same time, and it, even with one of those, a dirty roof can take a lot of work. You know, yeah. a lot of work. You know, to to get the dirt out.
0: So, what would you suggest? then if you're what if you're looking for uh, a company that would specialise or would be able to do your roof, uh, and you don't you don't have the tools, you don't have the jet wash, you don't have the, the the, the the brushes you don't have the soap you don't have the time yeah, you yeah. actually don't want to do it at all yeah. uh, and you want to take it as a, uh, and right, go and
1: get yourself hard top roof then. exactly yeah uh, so um what would or you're, you're looking have, or for you, a firm that might you, be yeah exactly you, it, don't, yeah. you
0: don't even have the facility to do it how would you go about it and what's the best way to go around it
1: um okay so i would find a, you, you get through the You know, there's. I'm sure you can find them on Google. There are piece places that do it, other than we obviously do it. But you know, we're in the southeast. People are all over the country, all over the world, wondering what to do. Um, You you need to uh, talk to people that do it. Um, Most of the time, uh, you want to know how long they've been doing it and read the reviews. Um, There's a couple of dos and don'ts when you're looking and asking. Um, Ask them the question: Do they use the color? Uh, and if they say yeah 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 we can colour it for you uh, I would usually recommend running a mile at that point (laughs) we'll cover the colour bit uh, a little bit later so there's nothing wrong with the colour it's just when you use it and you know most of the time to be honest uh, you know we'll cover that a bit further along Um, yeah so you need a company that that knows what they're doing, ask them what they use, do a bit of diligence really. Um, yeah.
0: Maybe look at reviews online and see if yeah, other people's experiences have, have, given them a good, have given them a good response or, or even if you know somebody that's got a cabriolet, ask them. Cause they yeah, might have found somebody. Ask about known.
1: there's Facebook. Um, you know, they've got all these medias. Um, if you're not sure. And you know, I'm talking about you guys now that are standing thinking, Oh, there's a car around the corner, I'll run up and see what they say. Um, I wouldn't do that. I certainly wouldn't pull up at one of these places where there's loads of guys, and you know they're not un- really, you know, may not yeah. even um, be able to interpret what you're saying. And they, yeah, 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 we'll give it clean gear, yeah. Well, no, it but just,
0: it's just like a factory line, isn't it? You don't really yeah.
1: want that. No, so you need somebody who's uh, specialist. A detailing a... shop uh, is, you know, they're calling it detailing now in the UK it's it's what we used to call valeting now it's detailing so a detailing shop that knows what products use and knows what to do and that maybe they've got a couple of videos on the website showing what they do and how they do it and then you know and then slowly fill your ground with them talk to them what do you do how does it work if you've you know if you've seen lots of videos and what they do and they know what they're doing then you know they've got some good reviews then You know, then you're in their hands. Just Uh, out of
0: interest, uh, have you got any videos on your website regarding the lens? So so they can go to your website at newagain.co.uk and look for videos. Yeah. uh, Yeah,
1: there's loads of videos on roofs and. All of that dos and don'ts and stuff on there about. Yeah, so if for stuff. anybody
0: listening um, and you're not sure, um, then you can go and have a look at uh, the videos on Gary's website uh, for any hints and tips on what to
1: do. Yeah, okay. So where were so, we
0: gonna... Well, uh, so we we talked about cleaning the rubbers and the drains, and I don't know if you want to go that to that a little bit more. Detail, oh, the rubber bits
1: at the front, of course, one part. Then you go around the edges. You can tilt the roof and clean the rubbers. So, uh, what you need to do there sometimes it will tell you in the manual there's a sort of resting position so a roof you can't just lift the roof halfway uh with your electrics and then stop you have to take it to a cleaning point um so you might want to read your manual or or look on youtube sometimes they'll tell you but what you need what you want to be doing is cleaning the rubbers so again your scrubbing brush and your microfiber clean the rubbers um, which are butting up. So when you see it fold out, that most cars have got this big um, like a, uh, a boomerang shaped piece of metal that lifts and then or vinyl sometimes it's covered vinyl. Uh, sorry, me- the metals covered in vinyl, but it lifts up and then your roof goes into that and then that comes down. But there's rubbers around that and obviously on the bottom edge of your roof, once it comes down there's rubber there. So once you, I suppose, ideally, if somebody else gets in the car, you can say, stop, you know, and they move it, and then you I'll clean this bit, and then you move it accordingly to clean the rubbers. And then uh, uh, once you've cleaned the rubbers, and you've done all the roof and it's all dry, um, there are products out there specifically designed to condition those rubbers. Um, the ones we like are more like a gel, almost solventy based. Um... The water based ones are out there, they're okay, but we prefer the gel ones. They're more expensive, the gel ones. Um, From want of a name, uh, Crytox is one that is used for the VW range. Again, none of you, you know, those people that own VWs probably wouldn't even know, but obviously VW make a product for that. And, um, you know, it's it's designed around um, the rubbers to condition them, make them plump up, and make them make a good seal. Uh, and uh, so, that when the rubber butts up again, you, it makes a nice seal. It makes it all kind of, it's not Vaseline, but it's a little bit like that. It's a bit jellyfied. Yeah. And so, you do all the rubbers with that, you know, uh, once they're dry and you are then all the roofs clean and dry, you do the rubbers. So, they butt up nicely when it all closes. Um, most people won't know that cars got the drains as well. So. Uh, Sometimes they're obvious, Um, certain cars they're not. So, take an Audi TT as an example. Um, If you can get your head between the headrests at the back and look back on yourself and look into the corners, Uh, so in other words, you're sort of okay, so you're on the back seat, you've got your knees on the seat, you're poking your head between the rear headrests now, and your, 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 your hair's stuck on the actual glass, if you like, and then if you look left and right, then you're looking at this what fictitious partial shelf shall we say, and in the corner back on yourself. So in other words, if you had a boomerang, it'd be at the tips of the boomerang. You've got little trays that collect the water. So. from a want of a better way if you're now standing on the outside of the car you see the water run down the roof but then it goes round that boomerang and then you don't see where it goes it's not running down the wings next to your door handles what's actually happening is that little bit of water is running round and then going into these little drains that you don't see and if you get inside you'll see the drains and those drains get blocked and then water does get in the car so you get all toot in there um you know, green and all the rest of it, and yeah. bits and pieces. So, you you need to clean them. Um, usually, a bit of a blockage might occur occur on them because it's crud. Um, what we do is you can get um, a trumpet cleaner. There's like a another uh, ways. You know the cat the you know the net curtains. You've got these things that go hold the net curtains. Uh, that's what a trumpet cleaner's like. It's like one of those, when you can poke that down. So. Um, and also what we do is once you've cleaned it and you can pour water down it um, we then pour some drain cleaner down it when I say drain cleaner I'm talking about one like a mist, mist, Mr Muscle one is one we use believe it or not because it's like a gel and you can gently put a bit into that and let it run through and then rinse it through a bit more rinse it through so that you can see that water runs through and it usually comes out the, of out the arch so now, okay, so sometimes you can tilt the roof back and get to these drain areas. When the roof is back, you can t- you know, get in there. Yep. But So they're there, and in other cars, um, what do we have? Oh, the little... Some of these roofs with the hard roofs, if you're cleaning the rubbers and you've got a hard roof, um, they have the little drains there. So it might be on YouTube. Have a look, and you'll see those drain areas, and there's some people on there showing varying ways to clean theirs. The little Mazda MX-5s have them and it's got a bit of a dogleg on those and some of them the mechanisms behind the seat and people don't even know so they're cleaning the roofs, and, and over time, that dirt's going into those little drain areas, and then it just backs up and comes in the car. So you need to be when you clean the roof, you need to be aware that these things can need unblocking, or you know, you need to deal with that.
0: Yeah. So what we best advice is is to go into Google or YouTube and type in the model of your car, and then look for the where the areas are for the draining, and then find yeah. where they are. And yeah, yeah. And Most and people are there. All right. Gary's explained pretty much what to do. So. Yeah.
1: So you make sure they're clear. Uh, and uh, you know they're free running, and then that all helps with part of maintaining your car and your roof. And that might be why we started at the video at the beginning, at the podcast video, um, which was talking about wet carpets because the the Audis fill up. And uh, you know. If, and that's you, something that you don't really want to have, and no, it can you, be prevented. No, it's a no no. Yeah. yeah,
0: so we're really gonna go moving on to uh, now recoloring roofs. And what about doing my roof in a different colour? So we we'll sort of put those two together because they probably go hand in hand with each other. So when we go to uh, recolouring our roof, what's your advice with that, Gary? Uh,
1: right, okay. So we keep the colours in stock. Um, we've got the main ones. The company that make the colours, uh, Renovo, I don't know anyone else who does it, but uh, great company, makes some great products, and uh, there's nothing wrong with the colour. We've had the chemists from Renovo down, actually, because we had a few issues with it at the start. But once they've explained to us how it works and how it has to be, then we realized why it is why it, why it it is like it is. So let me explain that. You think in color, stroke, dye, um, you know, you want to recolor it. So, you know, if you wanted to um, color a garment, for example, you're putting dye in a washing machine or in the sink, and you know, like your hair, you'd put a dye in it. And you're thinking and imagine you'll do that with your roof, um, but that's not really how it works in reality because uh, it's not going to colour it if you just put dye in it. This product's made of like a nylon-y, uh, man-made material on the outside, this mohairy, and then rubber underneath. So the the colouring product is is like a dye, but it's half dye, half paint, if you like. And uh, it has to be that way because it has to cover you can't have what you might have as a canvasy-looking object. Let's use a tent as an example, or you know it's used on boats and that, where you've got like a almost canvasy roof, and uh, you know it needs to cover uh, a few of the you know bruises that the fa- the fabric may have picked up. So on a on a sort of a fluffy uh, on a fluffy um, mohair roof, uh, you'd only really use it as a last resort. Because, uh, you know, and people often do it where they're cleaning it and it looks a bit grey and going back to what we were talking about earlier, your, your polo shirt's gone a bit grey. Well, the, the roof is different. Your roof is grey because it's dirty. So you get your, you know, what people often do is clean it and then give it a real good clean, think they've cleaned it, dry it and then go on with the colour and you know, we've you know, we've we've had that with the you know, the Renovo people and they've said they changed the instructions because they've said go back, clean it and make a real good job of clean it because the mistake is that, you know, you, you clean it and then you dry it and then you think, oh well, it's a bit grey and I want it to look black and I go over it with the black. And it looks all right from say fifteen feet, but when you get to five feet, then it looks a bit half like it's almost been painted. So you know, it's not that it doesn't belong in the marketplace because it does. You know, we did a vintage car a few years ago, and the roof have been on that car. It was uh, one that was a film car, you know, and it was uh, the one that was out of the. It was a sister car to the one that was in the um, aristocrats, I think it was. And uh, but anyway, you know, the roof was a, 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 a it was bespoke a cartoon car, was it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> a bespoke <laughs> car. A have bespoke I just seen you clean that? <laughs> well, get we rubber can... out and studs. <laughs> Oh, yeah! It. yeah get a razor it out. out and redid it. <laughs> Your yeah, car looks wonderful, sir. Nice and clean.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it has a place, and you know we use it only when you need to use it, and that's very rare. Most of the time, you need to use it when it really isn't clean. You yeah. know, if you've it, when it's clean and you're happy, it's clean but it needs revitalising. So you, you're at the point where where you're deciding, does it need a new one? You might say, let's recolour it. The car might be 15 years old. It's only worth £1,000. And so therefore, do you put a new roof on it? So we'll, we'll come to the new roof bit. Now, you also mentioned about colouring it a different colour. Yes. We get a lot of calls from people talking about that. So, you know, it's a whatever model and uh, it, the roof's horrible it's green you know whatever and it doesn't suit the car and people want to change it Well, the the honest answer to that is we tried it a few years ago we had a beige roof and the guy wanted it black sounds alright doesn't it yeah recolour it black give it a real proper clean so that the colour gets a good bed because of course if it isn't cleaned properly, there's, that adds to the disaster when yeah. you're trying to go over stuff that's Which you dirty. Mentioned earlier, yeah. We've had lots in where people have gone over the dirt and it's a mess. And it, you know, and we've even had people have to put a new roof on because it's just ruined because they've gone over it with the color and then the dirt and everything so go back to the beige roof and the roof is clean properly and it is dry and you've got a workshop and then you've got your color there so you give it the first coat of the color and it looks like it would be if you coated a wall the first coat if any few people are listening and you've painted a wall no, your undercoat yeah it looks a bit like a patchwork course. Yeah. <laughs> so then you've got the second coat on it starts to fill in the gaps and it starts to look lovely and you then thinking ah now it looks a bit like it's been painted and i probably could do with maybe a third coat and by the time you put the third coat on and you've got a good coat of color and then it does look a bit like it's been painted because uh you've had to put a lot on over the you know you've got three coats of it on there so it doesn't work to be honest for me it doesn't it might work for somebody who only stands 15 feet away from their car never goes near it I mean you know I'm joking but you know the reality is it could work in a scenario like yeah but you
0: know, your, in your professional opinion it doesn't really work it, no it's the, not, not going to look the, the right. way you
1: think it would look or the way you think it would work doesn't actually give the results of no, so you've got a blue roof and you want a black roof, you've got to go and get a blue roof, <laughs> buy another roof, yeah. or you've got to buy a car with the colour roof you want. You know, people are looking at new cars and they're seeing a car two or three years old, they're looking at their new car, and they email us or they contact us. I've seen it, It's I want one with a blue roof, and this one's got a black one, can I recolour it? No, the answer to that is... Go buy one with a black roof yeah. or buy one with a blue roof and light blue. Start to learn to light blue. Um, you know, you can recolor maybe a little tiny bit, um, but we'll come to that on the replacement of the roofs in a minute. Yeah. So we're on the replacement. We're bit on the bit now, actually, we're on I mean, it, So we're on so it, let's, run it. That's a great segue so, in. So, so why, to, uh, people, why do people replace their roofs and how, and how
0: does that happen? So, right.
1: Okay. So um, in ev- most cities in this country, Um, And some have got more than one, but most cities have got at least one place that you can go and get a new roof put on. Uh, Some cities have got two or three places. Sometimes now there are even specialist roof places that only do roofs. So um, a trimmer will put a roof on and sometimes you can buy a pattern roof. There are companies out there that make pattern roofs and uh, you can buy the pattern roof and a, or a trimmer will buy the pattern roof and put it on for you or very rarely but occasionally you could have a bespoke roof made but most of the time because you're talking about neoprene it has to seal so it's not like a tent where you stitch together and expect it all to be waterproof stitches aren't waterproof I mean you need to imagine I suppose from a point of view waterproof is you need to be able to turn the car upside down and slowly lower it into a lake and then see if the stitches will hold the water or not. And that's kind of how you've got to think about it. So the reality is stitching patches and stitching bits into roofs doesn't really work. And that's why people do end up buying new roofs. So, uh, you know, you think, well, okay. so I've got a roof and it might be somebody on here now listening, thinking I need to repair my roof. Right. Well, what tends to happen is that you it goes where the roof folds. Most of the time, the roof's folding backwards and forwards like an umbrella going up and down. So where the grit and the dirt builds up in those cracks is where the roof concertinas. And if it's got grit and dirt in it, it's going to weaken that crease yeah that's where it goes so so what happens is if you imagine where the back window joins it somewhere at the corner there where that little drain is often the other side of the drain is then you get a little kind of sprit there and um, that's when um, you think oh we're going to take it to someone who stitches it so in reality you can't get a sewing machine up the side of a car you know you can't what you're thinking is that somehow that's going to be stitched up well you know, you can't get a needle and thread because every time the needle goes through, it's making a hole in it. So you can't stitch it up like you might stitch up a sail. If you see guys stitching sails, you know the old uh, the old fisherman sitting down with a big needle, they can't do that with a cabaret roof because it effectively it's like st- in from a better way of explaining it, it's the same thing as stitching up a balloon. You, can, yeah, you, can, you can't stitch it up, yeah. You know, so, so that then that means then that you go well. Okay, so maybe maybe we could patch it. We'll cut a V-shaped piece of fabric, stroke cabriolet, then stick it on. Or you take the roof off and then put a sewing machine with the compressed sealant. And you've got a flipping patch on it with a sewing machine. And to take a roof off is probably somebody's doing it all day long. Certain roofs you might be able to get off in a couple of hours. Some people, some roofs, it might take you a day to remove and usually a day and a half to put it back. Or if you've got an easy roof, Mazra MX5, you might take on and off in half a day. But having so, so then you've got the labor involved in taking that roof off and then you've got to put a patchwork quilt to it, and the reality is, that's when you end up weighing up the cost of putting a new roof on. So then you think, well, how much is it going to be for a new roof? And I can tell you from experience that an MX-5 roof, uh, a reasonable one, they do the vinyl, of course, um, but uh, a, a fabricy, y mohair one, 500 quid maybe, if you shop around, you've got to be careful not to buy the cheapest one, we all know that, um, and then maybe up to... 800 quid to a grand for something like an MX5. Then you get up to the Sabs at the other end of the spectrum, the Mercedes. Yeah, I was just going to
0: say, because quite, I mean, a very common cabriolet is the A4, A5 cabriolets. You see a lot of them around. Yeah, the, the, um,
1: yeah so you can get one of those. I suppose a cabriolet from a roof replacement for a, a Mazda starts at maybe 350 to 500 quid. 500 quid will probably get you something half decent, and then you've got all the way to a Porsche or something else, which would be five grand, six grand maybe, and in between you've got the Saab's might be a couple of grand maybe for a nice one, pattern one we're talking, not a, not a dealership one, a dealership one might be a third more or twice the price. And then you've got the Audis and they're all somewhere in between. You've got the Fords and the Audis are somewhere yeah. in between. So an Audi I think is twelve hundred quid, something like that. It depends on what model. So uh, so there's uh, there's a reason why that so people replace them. So why why do you replace them? Why would you you know, so what happens is you you, you don't realise that it's you're folding it back to the forwards and it goes at that gap, and then suddenly you've got you're facing the replacement. And the reason you're facing the replacement is the car still a good car that's why people are putting them on that's why in every city there is a place to put them on because you've got a car that might have done 60,000 or 80,000 and maybe only 8 years old and... Yeah. And, uh, and you know so what do we do trash the car or fill it up with water yeah. Yeah, so um so what tends to happen get is get rid of
0: the car that you like, there's nothing wrong with it and, uh, or, and, well, see, the and people, out, the there, roof, I mean, people
1: out there are gonna you can advertise it and say, Look, I've had enough, needs a new roof or it needs fixing or something. But the reality is what what happens is is you know, you've got roof water coming in the roof, you think, Oh it's split there, I've noticed it's split this little where it keeps folding, I can see that. And then you at the at the trimmers you find out want roof repair or something. And then you go there and then the trimmer looks at it and says, yeah, it's got to come off to repair it. And reality is I'm never really going to be able to guarantee that repair. So, you know, then it's, you know, yeah. you, you've gone down that route. So then you've got your car that's a great car, you love it and everything else. So you end up having to put a new roof on it. Yeah. So so how do you avoid that? Keeping it clean,
0: I would imagine. Cleaning it and getting <laughs> the grit
1: out of yeah. there. It's the grit bit area where it is. It's the same thing as your rubber mats or your mat carpet mats. They wear on a specific point. I can tell you if you open your door now and look at your pedals, below the pedals on the driver's side, it wears where your heel is, where you're going through the clutch or the throttle and your heel is grinding in. Now, it won't wear if you add... Uh, slippers, and you you know those slippers were didn't have any grit or dirt on them. What's happening with your foot is that you've got the grit and dirt on your foot, and as you're driving, it's dropping to your heel on the pedal, and it's dropping to your heel, and then your heel's grinding it in and sandy grinding it in to make a hole. Yeah. So, have you got a gravel? It stays driveway? there if you don't clean that. And then have you, you get don't back in clean the car? It. It's grinding so it so you need to jet wash and clean those regularly. What, your shoes? Jet wash <laughs> your shoes <laughs> before you <laughs> get in the <laughs> car. Yeah, absolutely. Get yourself one of those it's nice a, mats yeah. that you wipe your feet on before you it climb in. Save your fortune on interior <laughs> carpet. But but yeah, but so for those people who've got a, a tarmac driveway, you're probably not wearing out your mats. For those who've got grit or grit at work, you know the gravelly stuff the sandy stuff then obviously you're wearing out your mats now so that those people have got a gritty environment where the car lives under a tree is a good example then you're going to get that grit in the roof and you need to brush it out and clean it regularly so uh for, so okay so now the roof's clean and you've got your reproof on it um we do a two-year nano coating by the way which is a product you put on and it stays on for two years um, and then, uh, but there are other products out there that are maintenance products you can put on regular as and when it's needed. Sometimes there are out there that you do six months, I think the Auto and the uh, Renova one I mentioned earlier. Easy to do, uh, clean it all, give it a brush, clean it if it's clean, a bit like, uh, you know, mowing your lawn if the, if the lawn's, you've, you know, and so you could bring a car to us and we'll do the dirty work, get the real ground in dirt off and then you could do it yourself. Or you do a two-year one and then bring it back in two years and get the grit and dirt off it. But in the meantime, you wash it a bit similar to the way you'd wash the paintwork. Well, you, you can get a brush, you can get a a, a, a reasonable brush and brush it and clean it and hose it to get the grit out. And those particular areas, um, the rubbers, ideally, um, if you if the car's five or six years old, probably do the rubbers once a year as well yeah you know so that's the cleaning um one of one couple of things i just also wanted to add um if you've got one of these back windows that's uh, made of plastic uh there's a couple of companies out there that make products for that plastic i know that um diamond bright make one and uh, renovo make one both very good products almost like hand cream It's a bit weird really like yeah. car polish Car polish works. Um, do the inside and the outside with car polish. Use uh, a soft cloth, obviously, and uh, the more times you polish it inside and out, the cleaner it gets. So, and I find car polish. But you've got to clean to the edges with a microfiber and a clean cloth. Um, use a window spray not the cream polish just the window clean you know the, the blue stuff trigger spray on the inside to the corners some on the outside wipe it down when you're polishing it with your car polish or your products uh, there's one called Hindsight Scottish guy does one called Hindsight great product don't get it on the uh, fabric so you just gotta clean it like an inch from the edge. So put it an inch from the edge and accept that to do that edge, unless you're a professional, you're not gonna be able to do it. Or just don't do it. Just clean it and clean it an inch to the edge. You'll be happy with it. You know, just make sure you clean it with the microfiber to the edge with the water, you know, the spray on clear stuff and um, the water on the outside. But then when you're doing the inside and the outside with your car polish, Autoglin make uh, what's their polish called? Radiant is what it's called in the tray, but they do a super wax resin polish. That for the body works great for the um, for the uh, for the plastic. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you guys that are cleaning um, the glass, then it's cleaned as normal glass. Sometimes, by the way, if you can get the glass in a tilt position when the roof's moving up and down, you can clean the back window quite easily because some of these cars. You can't flip and get it over there. You know, like the Addy TT again. You're trying to clean right in that corner. Your elbow's stuck. You'd have to shout for someone to help you out, you know. Um, so sometimes the easy way is to tilt it to its clean mode, and then it's tilted halfway up in the end. You can just lean over and clean the window. Yeah. So that works quite well. Uh, if you've got a sticker on the back window, be careful not when you gently get that off, because people do it. The, the dealers tend to stick their dealer sticker on. And just be careful if you're going to remove that that you don't damage the elements that to to do the demisting it's another no no it's another be careful uh, but people do it and i'll see a few of those like that when you think oh this stupid old stick has gone horrible and then try and scrape it off, but you just gotta be very careful. There must be somebody on YouTube shows you how to do it. It's another subject, but while you're doing all your roof and you're cleaning your rubbers and you're doing your drains and you're at it yeah. and you're making it all look lovely and then you know. You make a you've said, mistake like that and then you yeah, you've screwed up. You've, you've shouted your... out another five minutes fifty times. Yeah. And you well into the late afternoon and yeah. you've done it. Yeah, you know, I'm joking because yes, it is a fair job to clean it from when it's really dirty. It's not that bad if it's re- if it's semi-clean. But as I said, 90% of you people that are listening right now will be staring at a roof that's green almost with the trees and everything else. And, uh, you know, um, part of the reason the roofs uh, need replacing is the fact that the green and all that is the beginning of the rotting process. Uh, and uh, I suppose another way of putting it, is uh, If you were to. Uh, well, it's the breakdown of the material, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but uh, so just to sort of so that people get it because they don't realise it's happening in their own drive. You know, you've got a tree nearby or a hedge and the, the roof's getting a bit green. But let's, let's me and you take a roof off a car together, we'll, we'll unbolt it and, um, and then we'll walk it across a ploughed field and find an old pond. You know, the sort of pond that you never see, but, you know, unless you're doing a rambling a thing. A stagnant pond. A stagnant pond. Dump it there. Not what we should do, but there are prams there, so right next yeah. to the pram that you found. And the old bikes. Or the, or the <laughs> supermarket trolley. <laughs> Horrible bloody pond. Don't yeah. even know why we have them. Yeah. But anyway, so you put your roof there, and you leave it there, and then we'll come back in two years and see what it looks like, and you will see that it's rotten. It will, You know, it'll all be like a, like a rusty frame. Like a rotten roof. Like a rotten... <laughs> bloody pram yeah so you know so what's happening when you've got it parked there in your drive is that green and that stuff is rotting it and one more thing if you're one somebody who's thinking it won't matter to me and there are people that think oh well bloody oh it sounds like i a bloody light in the mirror <laughs> I won't bother I'll just clean the green bits and don't worry about it when you're selling your car which at some point you may then people are looking for ones with good roofs because ultimately, if you've got a receipt to prove that you've had it done and you've looked after it or you've bought the kit and you can show that I've got, and you staple it in with your service history, this is the kit I use for my roof and advertise the car, very clean roof, good condition, somebody's going to want that car. That next owner is going to want one with a good roof. It's, it's hugely important because... You know, if they buy that car... Well, that's
0: the difference between buying a car and a Cabriolet is the roof. <laughs> At well... At the end of the day, that's what they're buying it for.
1: Yes, yeah. But but you don't want to catch the cold. And, you know, what I mean by that is buy a car with a Cabriolet roof that's looking a bit scruffy. You think, hang on, I'm going to own that two or three years. Am I going to have to replace that roof? Yeah. And, you know, obviously we're not silly, but when you're a second or third owner, you're looking at this dream Pulse store or whatever it might well be. I don't want to be buying one that needs a new roof soon. So I'm going to look at the condition of that roof before I buy it. And that's most important. So you need to clean it and look after it because when you're advertising that car, you don't want to be saying, well, the roof's all right or whatever. You need to be advertising a clean, nice, good condition roof because somebody doesn't want to buy it. And in year two have to spend, whatever it might be, most of them, between a grand and two grand to replace it. So you know it's most important that once you get it clean, you look after it, put it in the garage, keep it under a carport if you can. Uh, car cover, people put covers over them in case you're thinking of that. That's all right in a storm, couple of days maybe, uh, for whatever reason, building going on around you, you might put a cover over it. But don't be thinking that you're gonna look after your roof by putting a cover over it and over the whole car and thinking that you do that for winter because you'll end up finding that underneath that cover You've got a whole new ball game. It's it will be in an even worse mess. Yeah.
0: So there you go. Okay. Well, so uh, just before we finish, we want to just touch on the dos and don'ts in relation to chemicals um, and uh, with the jet washing stuff. So just briefly.
1: Okay. Yeah. The last briefly, bit. Really last dos bit and sh- don'ts. So don't be jet washing it too close. Don't let anyone else do that. So, you know, talks about the bird's muck on it, jet wash it off gently or your hose pipe will get bird's muck off, you know, we haven't all got jet washers, wash it with a hose, a brush that's not too stiff, a reasonably stiff brush is okay, you know, even a nail brush is good, is okay. So don't be too namby-pamby with it. But at the same time, don't be scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing on a birds muck mark for ages, trying to get that off and then rough it up, you know. So there's a fine line. But, you know, you should be able to see what you're doing. So that's a do, uh, you know, birds muck and all that sort of stuff. If you've got the, uh, if you've got the Renovo stuff and you've had to get that birds muck off and you rinsed it off, put a bit more of a Renovo on it. Yeah, so just do that little bit, you know. Um, Now... It won't bead up forever, so when you're doing it, don't think because it's not beaded up that the stuff's come off. So you can um, still, you know, if you put a product on there like these maintenance products, like the Renovo and the Autoglim, the water-based ones, then, um, you know, you put it on every six months just because it's not beading up. The reason the beading doesn't happen... It might be when you first put it on, but the reason it stops beading is the is the dust is settling into it. So it's a it's measure of maybe you need to clean it, but it will lose its water tension ability because the dust is coming into it. So, you know, six months down the line, you might wash it and clean it. Don't be putting colour on it uh, when you don't need to. Don't be trying to recolour it. And, uh, you know, make sure that if you are taking it to somebody, take it to a professional Do the rubbers. That's a definite do. Do the glass. Know how to do the glass. Remember that cleaning it. If it's plastic, don't be folding those plastic roofs down doing all the cleaning when it's freezing. So that's another don't. Um, uh, Anyone who's still got one of those Renaults, uh, they've got the plastic windows. I forget the model, but it's an early model now. Lovely car. Uh, but if you fold that roof and just be very careful because they do start to become brittle the only car i know that you can put the back window in there are uh, companies that will do that but there are a few that you see the zip in the back window and you think you can zip one in you need to take it to a professional to put it in but they do sell those plastic windows some companies will sell it separately Um, if somebody's put a pen knife through it then I'd suggest uh, I don't know anyone who can do those kind of repairs to be honest it can be temporary we can do something with some of those if it was just a pen knife in one place there is a way of repairing them but uh, you're only talking about a repair that might last a year so you know you could probably have it done every couple of every year and then for a couple of years and give the car a bit longer life Uh, so do clean the grit out the gaps and uh, and you know, look after the roof uh, the same way as you look after the rest of the car, you know, try and look after it. Yeah, great, okay, well look, we're virtually up to the hour mark now, so uh,
0: I just want to thank Gary again for imparting his wealth of knowledge in a specific field when it comes to car care. And uh, obviously, it's been great having you here, mate. Uh, So just before we leave, maybe you want to inform anybody that's listening uh, where they can find you, what your website
1: is, and what information you have on your website that could help them. Uh, Watch the videos. That will show you a bit more about what we've been talking about. The videos aren't giving you everything. So, you know, if you've got a friend who's talking about it and you go, yeah, 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 just probably this podcast would be a good start if they've got a lovely car. You know, there are people out there that want to look after the cars and they don't know this stuff, you know, yeah. they don't know about the drains. So this would be a good place to for the knowledge. Um, from a point of view of finding a company, do your due diligence. Uh, you can look on our website. Um, we're on newagain.co.uk. You, you'll see at the title, it's cars.net. So, but, you know, just type in new again. Um, we're based in the southeast in the middle of Chelmsford. Uh, We can turn a roof round in a day, so if you wanted to get up one morning and spend the day in Chelmsford, if you're a long way away, people do, they come to us and drop the car off first thing in the morning. On a Saturday, most of the time in the the summer months of the year, we can get it done by two o'clock when we close, but otherwise take the day off spend the day the down in sunny Chelmsford have a look around Chelmsford there's been
0: plenty museums there's a lot to see so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't cool. be a wasted day it's, it's
1: a very historical town it's a nice place to be yes, yeah so it's you can have in hope. the top 10 of good places to live there's a park and stuff it's oh, so, a, a lovely park. There's great. a great park. I, I like love it. the park. Do you know, it yeah. this, it's a fantastic park. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Okay. So they can visit you on newagain.co.uk and watch your videos there. And
1: you're based in the centre of Chelmsford near the train station. Quite not far from the train station. So if you're a long way away, and people do this, funny enough, if you're let's say you're in uh, I don't know, in the middle of the country, uh, you can drive down to us. You can dump your car with us, and then get on the train go to the city save the parking, save all the aggro, do your overnight stay. It's only 40 minutes away. We do quite a lot of those. Because you see, if you're in, I don't know, let's say you're Northampton or or Bedford or, you know, Birmingham or anywhere north of there, you want to head all the way down to London. You don't necessarily want to do London and do the Science Museum and then go back in a day. So people do the overnight stays. You can do a a weekend break thing, stay in London or stay in Chelmsford. We've got a hotel uh, right right next door, door, which is the Atlantic. It's a great hotel um or you go you come to us you go stay in london take on the show and then stay somewhere in london or as i say next door
0: yeah they and then your cars
1: now. with us it's safe you don't have to worry about parking yeah. you can leave it with us come back you don't even have to do the roof you can do the roof and or anything else we do so you can have your car made like new and then do the roof uh, the next day and that's two days up the city yeah, and then and then uh, drive down, drive home with the roof down. Why Sound, not s- take the coastal s- route? <laughs> get down, to, <laughs> okay. get down to the beach, innit? you know. Beach. Get your old sunglasses on, you know. It sounds like a recipe for Suddenly a fantastic rom- head off to Miami, for a
0: romantic weekend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Thanks ever so much then for joining us, and thanks for imparting again your knowledge. So this has been uh, the uh, new again car care podcast. I've been your host, Stephen Jakes. Uh, this has been episode four on cabrolets and uh, and convertible roofs. Uh, Gary, would you like to say goodbye to your listeners? Yeah,
1: thank you very much for listening. You're probably all asleep by now. Yeah, <laughs> like me. <laughs> Ready to bed. <laughs> yeah,
0: so thanks for joining us. And we'll see you and speak to you. We won't see you. We'll speak to you on the next episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye.